Hey everyone and welcome to this special podcast recorded at OSSERT's 2014 conference here on the Gold Coast. I am Patrick Bray. And big thanks to our OSSERT coverage sponsors, Datacom, TSS, Arbor Networks and FireEye. It would not be possible to produce this podcast series uh, without their assistance. So big thanks to those sponsors. Do let them know too that you appreciate it. Uh, so in this interview, we're chatting with Neil Wise of assurance.com.au. And uh, don't let the accent fool you. Neil is uh, based in Melbourne and has been for as long as I can remember. And uh, he did a great talk here at OSSERT called Hacking the Gibson, which was all about poning supercomputers. Uh, now, I do warn you in advance uh, that there are a few references from the movie Hackers in this interview. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, hack the planet. Uh, but yeah, Neil has been doing some work involving supercomputers and hardening them and just sort of, you know, pen testing them, owning them and stuff like that. And I decided to interview him about that because it's quite interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, they make really good Bitcoin mining boxes, uh, as it turns out. So here's the interview with Neil. I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Securing supercomputers isn't something we really hear a lot about, is it? Uh, no, it's not. Um, in many ways, they're made up of you know old bits of technology that are you know put on new hardware, and securing it is in many ways left to the old methods and the old ways. So, so yeah. what, what sort of software do these things even run? I wouldn't have the foggiest. Um, most of them really are just a fairly generic build of Linux these days that uh, run across all of them, uh, all the nodes within an environment. Um, there's usually a management framework that's used to, to basically deploy the nodes and to uh, help manage scheduling work on the nodes and to provide fair allocation of, of resources to the users. So. See, as soon as you said management framework, I got a little tingle in my pants because I'm imagining this is probably where most of the problems of these things lie, right? Um, I think that there is some element of that, especially because a lot of the, the management is um, usually is created for someone's particular requirement. Um, all these things tend to be unique depending on what they actually um, process and provide. But, um, and we all know how secure custom software is. Oh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and um, I would say that like, like many other areas of research where people have looked at sort of vertical areas of, of focus in software development, like the health and movies and things like that that some of our friends have done over the years, um, this is another area that I think is probably pretty untouched. Um, you know, well, and you've got, I mean, the thing about supercomputers, right, they're generally deployed. I imagine the work you've been doing is probably in academic environments. They're used to process a lot of interesting information, produce a lot of interesting test results. Uh, I imagine at some universities, uh, you know, in America, for example, there would be, you know, a bunch of classified research that gets farmed out to the academic community. Um, so these things you would think would be targets, not just maybe for your, your, you know, I don't know, one of your local uni kids who just wants to get on it to, I don't know, encode video faster or something, but you could imagine you'd attract a fairly sophisticated attacker to some of these environments, right? I, I would definitely say so, because a, a lot of these solutions are put together to do um, you know, biomedical processing. They're, they're, they're the, the public-private partnerships of many... Rocket simulations, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and weapons, like modeling, like there's, there's um, financial systems modeling, you know, market modeling. Um, there's valuable information that's obviously being processed in these, and, and many of them take very, very reasonable steps to secure the solutions, but um, I think that there's, there's plenty that um, sit within fairly uncontrolled networks and have a fairly casual approach to how they secure and control it. So what are the recommendations? I mean, I'd imagine you'd uh, advocate a certain level of network separation, like guys bring your data in on a disk and we'll just do it in the lab sort of thing? Um, that's what I would love to see, but um, I think the reality of these these solutions is they're often um, shared between many institutions. They're very expensive to build. Um, the government's often involved in putting them together and everyone has access to them. And I think that uh, that access um, in, in some cases probably can be better controlled than 
what we've seen. Um, uh, there are people who seem to get it. Um, we see, uh, at least by the disclosure, which is one of the issues, like several of them use you know, two-factor. They use stuff that we would recommend, that we would expect to control access to the systems, but um, the crunchy outside, soft, chewy center. Well, this, was, this is kind of the direction that my questioning is going in, right? Which is, do you treat it like an Oracle database in that you just assume that anyone who can get to it can own it? and you, know, you control the access around it? Or is there anything you can do to actually harden these things? Because I'd imagine, you know, given how custom they are, that's, that's a pretty tall order to, to say, yeah, we're going to lock this down and make it awesome. There's, there's been a long-term history in these, these systems of, of basically execution control with like uh, Kerberized um, uh, command execution control, so authenticated execution across the nodes. There's enforcement of, of the resources you're allowed to use, um, but there also is not. Um, there, are, there are plenty of environments that we've encountered that it's a, a bit of a house of cards. Um, and it just becomes, uh, for me, it's, it's some of my work, it's a victory lap in another job that we, we find it, I get my password hashes in one place, and I take them there to crack it. <laughs> so what sort of horror shows are we, uh, are we actually looking at here? Are we talking about you know, code execution vulnerabilities because they might not have the latest you know, nice memory, uh, you know, memory corruption mitigations, things like that? Or are we looking at um, you know, weird interface bugs where they've got some you know, crazy way of people logging into it or you know, clear text auth? I mean, what, how do you own something like this? Say I've got you know, full access, full IP access to one of these things. What's the, what's the easiest way to pop shell? My first step usually these days, especially... Um, Admin uh, password? Uh, <laughs> maybe in some of the supporting infrastructure, storage switches, um, blade-like supervisor cards, things like that. Um, but um, usually those things are handled. Um, and what you'll find quite often is that you'll, you'll find your way um, you know, to, to the environment, you locate the system, you work. Um, much of the information is disclosed publicly about um, what they, they will actually be doing with the system and what the components of the system are. But um, it's not an island to itself. They often sit in another environment and they have external dependencies that they trust, such as directory services and things like that. So, so you're basically pulling creds from an external source? Um, I start with that. Um, and then uh, that's using non-privileged credentials. And then within the system, then I take advantage of misconfigured services. Um, I have found some that required more uh, You just love I'm this because you get to pretend you're hacking the Gibson again, right? You it, get to go back to hacking the Unix. It, it, it is. And it's just it, like, frankly, like that for me, um, this, this whole area of research was just to prove to myself that um, I'm using, a, I'm using a basically 20, 15, 20-year-old 20 techniques um, against modern systems that uh, um, you know, could be better. Like they're, they're securable um, in many cases. They just have been relaxed to, to do the job they do, just without considering the risk of that. Now, have you had to clean up after an incident involving one of these things? Because, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just not quite clear on how often, uh, you know, attackers are actually going after them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I mean, it really just depends on what would motivate someone, of course, you know, to 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 sort of try to reach one of these environments. Um, the only cleanups we've had to do is after ourselves. Um, uh, usually, um, it's just part of a, a, an exercise where you know we will use resources on it, or we will use trust that those systems have to get into other systems. It's usually kind of a we are passing through. You know, you actually use them as a hot point. Um, in some cases, or use components of them um, to hop into, because if they're connected to other shared infrastructure like storage networks and that. But did you own them through the garbage file? Um, there was, we, I had a garbage file today, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, uh, uh, there's, there's, there are definitely, um, uh, we're not dialing in and we're not flying through and everything like that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's um, there's, there's, 
this, this is not that different than what I was doing in the mid-90s. Um, um, the controls are there. Um, in many cases, it's just that, that they have created the environment to solve the problems they've solved, but they just, they unfortunately have not necessarily weighed at the risk of certain decisions. So, so I reckon someone out there might be getting drunk and might be thinking, hey, I'm going to hack into the Bureau of Meteorology and make everyone think it's going to rain tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that as much money as they have spent on their systems and they have been received in the budget I heard the other day um, for their new uh, system, I'm pretty sure that they, I would, they would put the right money towards the controls, I would hope. Um, <laughs> we can all live in hope. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I, would, uh, I would certainly hope so. Like, I'm the, I guess the areas I am sort of worried about is just the misuse of the CPU and GPU resources, obviously. Um, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, anyone? Uh, so for people who can't afford Amazon Web Services? Um, or, uh, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, and, and um, yeah. Stealing computing time, very old school. All right, Neil Wise, that was, uh, that was actually really interesting stuff, mate. Thanks a lot. Oh, great, thanks, mate.